We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome, in everyone, to the Pack a Day podcast. Thank you so much for joining us on your only three hundred sixty-five day a year Packer content podcast. Uh, I am Dan Connick. Joining me today, our fabulous Friday crew. It's Bonnie Moore. It's Camille Monet. Guys, how are you doing today? Doing good. I'm doing good. It's uh, it's good that we're actually getting an episode to record this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our first our first Friday show's in the vault. It's uh, you know, yeah. probably not going to be heard by too many people, but uh, yeah, it's fun to get out there. Yeah. Like I like I was saying in the in the Slack chat, it's in the Disney Vault. That's it, yeah. It's it's never to be released from last week because Zach Orr obviously didn't get hired by the Packers, and we were we were tasked with covering him for our episode last week. Yeah, and the, and the, and the news broke literally twenty minutes into <laughs> us talking about how how interesting and fun of a choice Zach Orr would be as defensive coordinator of the Green Bay Packers. So this, this, this is our first official new. episode. Yes, yes, so this is the new first episode. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I mean, there's there's a little bit of Packer stuff to to get into here. We want to mess around a little bit with some Super Bowl stuff as well. Um, just a nice, easy little Friday episode to kind of jump into things before. I mean, really, that it's after, now the defensive coordinator is taken care of. We're yep. uh, three, two days away from the Super Bowl, so the official end of the season. And we're that's when we jump full straight on into into the rest of the, the draft stuff. So this is like our first – it's a nice way to kind of dip our toe into into the Friday show here is just Absolutely. some Friday shenanigans. Um, some, of the, some of the news, though – Season, season uh, went way too I, fast, by the way. What's that? 
What'd you say? I said the season went way too fast, by the way. Oh, God. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Especially this season. Like, this was one of the yeah. ones where going into it, you didn't know what to expect. And it's like, okay, you're just taking it week by yes. week. And at first, you're like, woof, this might yep. be a long one. Then they picked it up, and you're like, oh, this is <laughs> fun. Like, I had so much fun with the Packers this season. Like, when the season was over, I was like, what am I going to do now? And here we are. It's the Super Bowl yeah. on Sunday. I, this was like, I was like trying to think back on it. Like, I think it's the most fun season I've had. Like just sitting down and getting to watch this team in a very in a very long in a, time, very long sure. time. Yep, at least very, for yeah. me since the uh, the fifteen and one team that was just rolling. You're just watching them. Oh, like, no, that. this is so fun. Like that was a fun yeah. season until the playoffs, yep. and then you're just like. What? Yeah, but totally. the season <laughs> that was fun. The sixteen weeks before that were hell right, fun. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Was... <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's kind of interesting now. Like um, being a dad, my son was born. So my son was born two days after uh, the Packers Forty ers divisional game two years ago, and so okay. as I was as we were getting like to the end of pregnancy, I was like, I realized. I knew when like our due date was. And so each week was like a countdown clock of like, it's week one, week two. And I'm like, well, we're counting down like all these weeks. And so now like being a dad with him, it's like, I know his birthday is at the very end of the season. So the closer we get to his birthday, the closer it is to, there's like a natural countdown clock now that I have for uh, looking at the end of the season. That's cute. Um, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, it wasn't, it wasn't cute that, uh, that he had to, he came on the heels of of that loss. That was, that was <laughs> at sucky. least there was something positive after that. Yeah, what, right? What a jerk! Right. <laughs> <laughs> I will say though that that Bills Chiefs game that that infinite uh, where they scored like thirty points in in thirty seconds or something like that. That really helped the first couple hours seconds. Of, of labor go, yeah, <laughs> real, real quick. Took our mind off a lot of things. Um, but back to the Packers and everything else. Uh, I mean, obviously, as, as we alluded to, Zach Orr is not the defensive coordinator. It's Jeff Halfley. Uh, and he has rounded out uh, the rest of his uh, defensive staff, the major parts of, of his defensive staff, Um it was announced that earlier this week, I think that last piece was uh, Derek Ainsley from the Chargers joining as the passing game coordinator. This one, it's as as much as like it's hard to like figure out what I'd like out of a defensive coordinator. What I'm excited to see signing signing defensive assistants and guys that are going to be passing game coordinators. It's like okay, like we'll never hear about these guys. Until something royally f's up, <laughs> right? It, well, as soon as soon as the the Packers give up a eight play touchdown drive where the team yeah. has a multiple plays of like fifteen yards past like pass plays to score, we're gonna be like, who the hell they hire as their passing game coordinator again? <laughs> like, I knew that was a bad hire. Like that's. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, just pulling out all the, the revisionist receipts. Like I, I knew from the beginning that this wasn't going to work out. But right, I mean, yeah, I called it. I called it from the start. Right, and that's the thing with like coordinate, like the staff where it's like I have no idea how this is all going to shake out. Like the most interesting thing that I saw was from Jeff Halfley just talking about the fact of his coaching style. 
And he was just like, I yes. believe in my assistants doing their jobs. So mm-hmm. he's going to be like, hey, y'all run y'all pieces that you have in this defense. And we're going to see how this works out. Yeah. And, it, Which and, is, it, and that's that's something else I noticed, too, is like there's one less on field. Is it on like one less on field position coach? Um, yes, as yeah. opposed to as opposed to last year, which is yep. nice. Like, yeah, it, it seems like Halfley just figures out like, okay, here's my guys. Go do your stuff. I, I'm not. I'm like you all know what you're supposed to do. I'm not going to sit here and hold your hand and, and do it. I do like that approach. Yeah, because I mean Halfley's thing is like his specialist, right? Is that he works with DBs, so they have a pass game coordinator, which is great, but it's very encouraging that the actual cord, like the defensive coordinator, his specialist is the secondary and he's going to be the one tasked with making sure like guys like Jair and Stokes and Carrington Valentine and probably whatever corner and safety they draft this year, like that's going to be his bread and butter. And that's awesome because that's all we've been asking for, for what the last five years is to let these DBs actually play to their strengths. And that's, that's his specialty. So he's going to be looking over those overall, but it's awesome that they got a pass game coordinator that can like take some of that off of his plate for when he does the overall defensive stuff. Yeah. And seeing how Jair Alexander responds to this new scheme, new defensive coordinator, something I'm really looking forward to because he's always been somebody who enjoys man coverage. He likes pressing, yes. he likes following the best receivers on the other team. And I'm really interested in seeing how this new defensive coordinator is going to implement and use Jair going forward. Because I know he's also hearing from Earth. If, if it's not him, it's uh coach uh, is coming listening to the to the vets and getting their feedback as well about schemes and things as well. So I can imagine imagine what Jai is dreaming up of being able to do now that the Joe Barry shackles are going to be off of him. Not saying that like he had a problem with Joe Barry. I'm not going to infer, but just knowing how he <laughs> likes to play, it seems like his play style aligns a lot better under this new regime than it did the prior one. Yeah. I, I feel like this new scheme, we won't see Jair making himself captain in any games this year. Like <laughs> it seems like he's going to be up for and into what they have going on on defense now. And like, you know, and we like Dan and I talked about this on uh, my other podcast on game on Wisconsin for last call Lambo last week. When he was at Ohio state, Dan, like Jeff Halfley, like that was his, I mean, he, he preached and like his defense was number one in the country the year he was co-defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. And from everything that I read, like, he was co-defensive coordinator, but that was his defense. Like he was the one in charge of the scheme and calling the plays. And that, yeah, again, like that's his bread and butter. So like he is going to make sure like those guys like Jair and Carrington Malatine, he's going to get them to play up to their strengths and like the way they like to play. Yeah. Um, by the way, also I just realized <clears throat> mid-record that I had not had my microphone officially turned on. So I hope this sounds a little bit better than <laughs> – it sounded exactly. fine to me at the beginning. Okay. To be honest. Right. Right. So, so what you're saying is I can't justify the the purchase of my my little arm. Microphone. Yes, you waste, you wasted yeah. your money. <laughs> I can't use it as a tax write off. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, but like you know, just to kind of like put a bow on this the the defensive coordinator stuff. It's like we talked about how fun it was to watch this team this past year. Like I, I feel almost more excited looking ahead to next year 
thinking about yeah. what we've already seen, what this offense is capable of, building off of that, and then now we have a defensive coordinator that I think a lot of people for the first time are like actually excited about and not just like, well, we'll see if he can be better than 0 and 16. Like, yep. you know, it, it, it's, it's something that actually kind of makes me look forward to like, let's get into OTAs. Let's get in the league. I, I want to see how this defense shows up like the first time on a, on a practice field, you know? I'm I'm already counting it down. I'm excited for it. Same. And seeing how different it looks going to a 4-3 base defense rather than having a 3-4 and how much that's going to matter, how guys scheme into that, see how often he uses it. Just It's just so many different things that we don't have the answers to now where it's like this yeah. will all be revealed as we see the guys get back on the field. And that's mm-hmm. that's going to be fun. Yeah. I, it's, you know, it, it's, I guess it's like the same feeling when Matt LaFleur – got hired and it's like like let's see what this offense can do when yeah. you kind of take off the the shackles of you know Evan Devontae's down there somewhere <laughs> offense <laughs> like, like right <laughs> um so the other the other stuff uh coming out around the the Packers this week is uh with nothing to do on the field but in the boardroom that uh, obviously you know we we've all known for a while now that Mark Murphy uh, we'll be stepping down um, next July, July yep. 2025, uh, due to the rules of uh, the, the age requirement that he, he – is it 70, I think, is the, the ceiling? Uh, yeah. Um, and so we'll officially have a new CEO for – I, I should have should have looked at the first CEO. Like this new CEO, this is – Mark Murphy came around and – Early two thousands, right, or even before uh, that? I I think two thousand three was this. That was sounds this right because I think it was taken over. Because because Ted Thompson took over in two thousand and five. Five. Yep. And I think yeah, it was kind of similar. Like Mark Murphy came in and and brought Ted in after that. Um, yeah. So yeah, this is a this is a, a brand new experience for a lot of a lot of younger Packer fans as well. Um, so. The uh, the kind of the the stuff went around Twitter making the the jokes about uh, who's going to be the new CEO, what would you do as CEO, and uh, we thought it'd be fun to kind of like poke a little fun at this and see like what we would all do. I, I think <laughs> I, I want to say first off here, outside of the CEO stuff, because there's they're also looking for a new uh, chairman of the board, yeah, um, as well. And By the way, if you guys got stock certificates, throw your name in the hat. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you, know, see, you might you might win. I've made the I've made the push that legitimately the Packers, since they are a publicly owned franchise, you have the executive board, you have mm-hmm. all of these people that are are owners, quote unquote. Yep, there should be one seat on the executive board set aside for a fan board member and they get like a two year term like you got to have like it's it's you got the house of lords and you got the house of commons like you need the you need the bilateral whatever it now is. can can we can we all agree that it would the easy choice would be to pick Tom Grassi, right okay <laughs> i thought that today as i was thinking about that i'm like well It'll just be Tom Grassi, and then Tom Grassi will be like executive fan for life. Like he'll he'll take yeah. it over as like this dictator. Right. It'll just be yep. Tom Grassi. <laughs> <Man. Yeah. laughs> um, 
Okay, but I think we should start where this kind of conversation took place, where it was rooted. Because uh, in the in the DM chat here that we have with our Friday group, Camille put Monty on notice. See this? You put me on blast. You know, I was. I was scrolling and saw something that surprised me. I had to, I had to bring it to the to the OP to the original. I had, I had to get in. I had to get the information. Okay, and so it, was, it took me by surprise, Monty, because you are one of the few people on Twitter that I could almost be like, if Monty is sharing it, I <laughs> agree with it. But this this felt beyond the pale, Monty. The floor is yours. All right. So my pitch is that Mark Murphy's. First of all, Mark Murphy's legacy is already cemented, right? He mm-hmm. has he's built up Title Town. Um, he's got the he got the draft for Green Bay, which I think we can all agree none of us ever thought that Green Bay would be hosting mm-hmm. the NFL draft, right? So those are his like lasting legacies. Whoever comes in next, I think that Lambeau Field. I don't want a dome on it, but I think it should have a retractable roof. Okay. Because no, the Packers for the last, what, 30 years have been based around a precision passing game, like executed at the highest level by like a really good quarterback. Are you calling Brett Favre a precision passer? I am. He, he, was, he won three MVPs. He was very good. Okay. Like the interceptions. He did but at one point, he was the all-time leader in touchdowns and interceptions at once, which is crazy. You I don't think secure some funds for your roof. <laughs> <laughs> you might come back and retract that roof. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is low key one of the records that I think will never be broken. Like there will never be a quarterback that leads in touchdowns and interceptions at the same time. But like, okay, so when's the last time you guys can remember? in a big game, whether it be like regular season or playoffs, that quote unquote Packers weather benefited the Packers where it's like windy and cold or rainy and windy snow is fine. Cold is fine. But the last time when people say like, Oh, this is Lambo weather. The Packers benefited from that type of weather. I, 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 Amani, I, I got you. I got you. Just, I got you did the rights, buddy. Oh, when right, Ch- uh, Titans Packers, uh, was it 20, 2021 or 2020 2021? Okay, so um, one game where Derek, <laughs> well, out of there's there's eight <laughs> games a year, Monty, half of that's them are true. in the same okay, October. <laughs> like, I just think that a retractable roof is not a bad deal because you can have it open whenever you want. But in a big game where the weather becomes a factor, where it's windy and it levels the playing field, right? Because 2021 divisional playoff game, Packers 49ers, it, it lowered the talent gap, right? Because it was inclement weather and the Packers only scored 10 points or whatever it was. You could close the roof in those conditions. So you could keep it open whenever you want. But if it's a big game and you need to win a big game and the offense is predicated on Jordan Love playing well and the offense playing well, you can close the roof. Otherwise, keep it open. It's great. You keep it open 99% of the time. Now, logically, what you said has some merit. 
Okay. okay. Because I have said since Mike Vick came in and ran all over us, like was, Lambo, yes. like that, that all changed. Mystique when was Mike dead. Ran all over. Like yes. that was that was different. So yeah. I hear you on that. Uh, but for me, the question comes like, okay, if you have a retractable roof, are you choosing to close it during snow? Like, when are you choosing to close the roof? Because I am somebody who enjoys watching football games in the elements. Like, it just feels very in the stands. No, not from the stands. I'm not going to be in the stands. <laughs> on TV. On TV. <laughs> I, I put, I've paid my package, my Lambo dues. I was at the uh, the playoff game against the Giants when it was like Ooh. below 20, mm-hmm. 30. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was at that uh, one. I was at the 2016. That's like that's last. That's the last one for me that I'm doing this uh, type of weathering. But from TV, from watching it on TV, <laughs> I love seeing the snow. It looks there. great on TV. I it agree. I agree. And I, I don't want to get rid of that. Like, that's one of the things about having an open air stadium where it's like the elements can play a part in it. And I like that little randomization of it. Now, remember, if the roof is open, the field could be exposed to the elements and the stands are still covered. Like, that's how it is in like out here in Arizona, like State Farm Stadium is like that. When they open the roof, like all the fans are protected. The field is open. Um, so my, yeah, my pitch would be, if it's really windy or rainy or both or really windy and snowing that you close the roof. If it's just cold, if it's just snowing, that's fine. Because like cold weather Lambeau field is like a rite of passage. I don't, I don't want the roof closed if it's five degrees and the weather is like sunny, like you leave the roof open under those conditions, but whatever, whatever lowers the talent gap or levels of the playing field, I think that's when you close the roof. Cause I, I think Zach Cruz tweeted out earlier this this year, like the Packers averaged almost 10 points more a game when they played this season in a dome. Mm. Like the, the team is not built to play in bad weather. Like it's, it's it looks nice. It sounds nice. But when, like they're, they haven't been built to play in bad weather for kind of a while. In my opinion. I have a couple of, of points, Monty. <laughs> uh, <laughs> First off, I'll disagree that they were not made to play in weather because they went into Santa Clara and put up right. one of the highest point totals on that vaunted San Francisco defense. That, that is true. That in is the true. weather. In the rain. That's true. Number two, I think using it in that sense becomes almost more of a motivation for the opponent than okay. it does for you. Because if you're saying it becomes a thing of like, well, if they like, let like go back to the 49ers game. If you say, well, we're going to close the roof because, you know, the elements would, would favor San Francisco. Yeah. Now it's from San Francisco. They're afraid. They're afraid to play us. They, they are afraid to play you guys. They think mm-hmm. that they need this roof to beat you guys. And then conversely, okay. if you, if you flipped it and you know, the Packers are the underdog and you're trying to, you know, level that out a little bit. Now it's, they they don't think they're good. They, they need they need the they need the weather out here to beat you guys. And then the the third point is, um, it's football. Play it in the goddamn. <laughs> I love it. And, and then that's what I'm saying, right? Like Ford Field permanent dome, don't like it. U.S. Bank Stadium permanent dome, don't like it. The Bears are building their stadium in Arlington Heights. I think. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's going to be a permanent dome. Don't like it, but like, there's no downside to having the option. Like, if you can oh. choose, 
Mm-hmm. Other than like it's expensive, and how do you justify spending the money when you don't close it all the time? What? This is not our money. This, this is the Packers' money. <laughs> they they print money. What? A- hey, friends. Everyone this time of year is trying to get their year started off on the right foot, and I am certainly no different. Football season takes its toll on me, so now is the time for me to start eating healthier, getting more sleep, and getting the year started right. But eating healthy isn't always the easiest, and it's far too time-consuming to constantly run to the store or the butcher for healthy, fresh cuts of meat. That's why Good Chop is such a lifesaver for me. Good Chop offers fully customizable boxes of high-quality meats and seafood delivered directly to your door on your schedule. Choose from over 70 high-quality cuts of meat, including my favorite, 100% grass-fed ribeyes. You guys have to see the marbling on these things. They are beyond delicious, and they melt in your mouth. Add a little sea salt, a little black pepper, a little garlic powder. They are to die for. I know you're all busy, and you're probably listening to this now, running errands, mowing the lawn, or driving your kids to soccer practice, and that's exactly why the ease of Good Chop is going to be so perfect for you. Good Chop's price per meal starts at just $3.74, and they pride themselves on sourcing meat that comes with no antibiotics or added hormones ever. They're so confident in their quality of cuts that they offer a 100% money-back guarantee. So go to goodchop.com slash packaday120 and use code packaday120 to get $120 off your first four boxes. That's code packaday120 at goodchop.com slash packaday120 for $120 off. Goodchop.com slash packaday120 with code packaday120. Hey there. I'm sure you've heard a ton about daily fantasy sports, but I'm here to tell you that you've never experienced anything quite like prize picks. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three points made plus receptions. Even more fun yet, do you want to play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the Promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each week. I've had so much fun making Prize Picks a part of my daily fantasy sports routine. They cover all of my favorite sports, have a ton of variety and different options to choose from, and the player choices are immense. I even had a fun J.K. Scott selection the other day for the Chargers game. I recently had a big win on Saturday morning in a London game, and it just made the viewing experience so much more enjoyable. It's fun, it's exciting, it's easy, and there's a level of creativity and uniqueness about it that I really, really enjoy. So go to prizepicks.com slash packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy i mean that is the that is the benefit of not having ownership is that uh the packers are are very much less likely to have to beg or i i should say bilk the uh the public out of right for tax uh, for taxes yeah. we'll just get everyone to buy 400 dollars stock exactly another <laughs> stock sale to build the retractable roof i guarantee you it sells out in a month don't the Seahawks, I'm not sure of like the actual architecture term, which my husband's going to listen to this and be like, come on, Camille, because he's <laughs> an architecture. Like, don't they have something that kind of like covers the stands, but the field is yeah. open? Like, yeah, that's stand, a compromise. Like, that's something the where the stands like, are right, covered. The stands are covered, but the field is exposed. And the stands. Like, yeah. we can be covered. Let the field be open. <laughs> and that's what, like, that was sort of the impetus behind building those. Um, Hard the, Rock Stadium is like that too in Miami. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's a it's like a very soccer stadium feel that contains yep. all the sound and, and yeah. it also protects the fans. That was sort of the impetus by the um building the 700 section up there in Lambo yep. around the the um the jumbotrons to kind of contain more oh, of that sound. sound. Yeah, I don't mind that. I mean, it's you know the thing is like it, it's it's honestly it, it's weird because like you everyone thinks right now is like you look at Lambo. And you're like, well, how could you change the look of Lambo? Like, how could how could you like do it? I remember like before the before the Cowboys game, I rewatched the um, America's team for the 2021 or the 2011 uh, Super Bowl team, mm-hmm. and they were showing like footage from that last week of the against the Bears, the home game that got them into the playoffs. And they yeah, showed- what they went ten to seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three or something. Yeah, and they showed like a, a scan of the the top of the stadium. And I'm like, holy crap, like it was before a bunch of the new rent. And I'm like, yeah, that's what it looked like. And it's like, it, it was, yeah. Once it you was a smaller it, stadium until they yeah. added the, that those extra seats. Yeah. Yeah. Which is and why now, I will never, I will never be for getting rid of the, the benches in Lambo for no, one. No, yeah, never get rid of you got to keep those. Like you need the body yeah. heat, but two, yeah. like it helps pack more people into that stadium. Yep. Like we had individual seats. We will lose so many people going to those games. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I will say as the last point on this, I do think the frozen tundra element that was lost is not so much in terms of a football thing, but it's the fans. We need a mm-hmm. we need a new fresh crop of fans of season ticket oh, holders yeah. that yep. are going to not tell you to sit down on fourth down and you know have this, we're have not, this weird We're not here to offend anyone born in the forties or fifties. Right. But but <laughs> come on gang. Like we need yeah. some people stand up during the game. Noise. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Not on, not on offense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As a as a Milwaukee, and I just have to say, it's not always the gold package. Gold package. That's I right. gotta throw gold it out of Milwaukee. I gotta say, it's not all our Wait, fault. People. people are people are on your gold package tickets <laughs> for that Lions game. They they were they were mad at the gold package ticket holders for that Lions game. Uh, then I watch other games and I'm like, y'all ain't mad at this crowd. Look at this. Did you go, did you, did you go to that Lions game? By the way. No, I was at the Chargers game. That's the goal. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, that, that one, that one, the crowd. They showed, showed up. For. Fans yeah, showed up for that I game. That. I yeah. was there. I was, I was like, like, "Hey, oh, Milwaukee, we gotta, we gotta bring this together." Yeah, we <laughs> talked about too much. <laughs> um, okay, so something I've, I wanted since we're talking about the CEO stuff, I, I was trying to find this article. I, I wrote it for Game On years ago, and I, that's when I pitched the idea of like the the fan as a as a board member. And mm-hmm. I pitched like three ideas that I would introduce Two that. I, the two that I could remember is one. Uh, we need to do something with a beer snake. Lambeau field needs something to go. needs a beer snake Agreed. tradition. I yeah. think <laughs> that if, if the stadium can finish a beer snake by halftime, beer is like half off. You go half off beer the second half. Oof, I, I want what the what the Falcons do at the Mercedes Benz. Oh, dome. with the concessions, They're, all their concessions and food are so cheap. Like yeah. two dollar hot dogs, like three, like it's like three dollar jumbo pretzels. Like that is what would be great for Lambeau Field because like they increase ticket prices every year, right? Like we expect that mm-hmm. now. Like they've been 
the, the ticket prices have gone up every year for like the last 15 years or something like that. So like we expect ticket prices to go up, but if you could go to Lambeau field, like, can you imagine going to Lambeau field and a Miller light was two fifty, <laughs> right? A brat was $2 or $3. Like that would knock it out of the park for Lambeau field. Like, like the crowd would be that. rowdy. I want that versus the the horse collar broad or yeah. whatever that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the like four foot long broad or something like the twenty five hundred calorie broad. Yeah, like it's, give, it's me, probably, give me the twenty dollars. Yeah, because <laughs> they're already doing like I think Lambo's already cashless, right? Like it's all. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure ninety percent of the concessions are all just scan your card. Like that would like people would love that and. Like for a team that likes to preach that we're all about the fans, we're fan owned, like it's a family. Yep. Like that would be like that, like all of like the Packers fans would embrace that, in my opinion. That might help with the fan aspect of it as well, just getting some different blood. I mean, we know the season tickets are booked out for the next couple decades, but like you yeah. can buy a ticket to a game resale. And I think that if that was also part of it where, you know, a cheaper game experience, like you might get some people in there who are willing to stand uh, most yeah. of the game and, you know, it might change the dynamics a little bit. And I mean, and that would, uh, that would help the gold package people. Yeah. Anything <laughs> tired of the slander. Yeah, exactly. And my other, my other comment, my other, my other idea that I think would also help fix fan culture is I think you need an octagon. In, That'd in be pretty Lambeau great. Field. Now, 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 <laughs> now, roll, now, roll with me. Roll with me here for a second. You see some Bears fan. He starts dissing your fly girl or whatever, and you know <laughs> it's like it's instead of fighting, <laughs> instead of fighting in the stance where someone is gonna get beer knocked on them. You fall down uh, the steps. There's innocent bystanders. You say no. Come meet me in the octagon right now. <laughs> you pay three hundred dollars. It goes to See you in the two hundred section, Chum. Yeah, <laughs> and you go in there, and it's a it's five minutes until someone taps or someone's knocked out, and then you pull in I'm the in. next guy. I'm and totally you, in. You, you legal. It's 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 the it's the it's the drug war all over. You don't you don't <laughs> regulate out fighting in the stands. You de you you decriminalize it and put it. In the <laughs> That's hilarious. Sign I'm me like, up. What happens when the what happens when the Eagles fans come to Lambeau Field though? Woo. Well, that's when, when you got to start bringing it. You got to start bringing in like ringers, like yeah. actual ringer fans of like like Jimmy Jimmy Christensen. Get him, Mike out Daniels. Mike, Mike Daniels. Mike Daniels. Yes. Tag him in. That's hilarious. <laughs> Mike Daniels oh, comes dressed up as uh, as Bone Saw from Spider Man. Speaking <laughs> of it. Speaking of dudes that would brawl in the Lambeau Field Octagon, the Packers' new uh, linebackers coach. Did you guys oh, see that? Did you guys see that clip? Yeah, from I Hard did. Knocks. I haven't. You, you haven't have seen that? Oh man! You know, like, I heard, wait, I think I heard some. I, I think I heard someone talking about it. It was like, from Hard Knocks kind of, this yeah, year. From this year, right? The yeah. yeah. The, the Dolphins okay. have the in-season version, right, which, right, right. by the way, that's my like. I, I talked about this before on when I was on my other, like when we were doing this Friday show with Nathan and Shanna, I was saying, I don't want the Packers to play the Jets next year. And I didn't want them to miss the playoffs because they would be on hard knocks, but I want them to be the in-season team mm-hmm. because I think that's infinitely more uh, engrossing. Like I want to see a team going through 
the season versus like, I don't care about training camp and who gets cut, like whatever. Right. We already right. follow that as fans. Right. right. So yeah, the, so the in season hard knocks, the Dolphins linebackers coach, uh, Anthony Campanelli, I, that got me ready to run through a wall. Like that yeah. is like, that's exactly <laughs> the kind of like passion and like aggressiveness that again, it sounds nice, right. It has to play out on the field, but like, we haven't seen the Packers, any, anyone on the Packers defense with that kind of fire in, I don't know, a decade, like I mean, Kevin Green, probably. Kevin Green's probably Kevin the last Green. one. And yeah, you mentioned, yeah. we mentioned Mike Daniels. Like he's someone who's mentioned like the Packers, like he's been on teams with more, less talent than what the Packers defense had, but they played better. And he was like something about the Packers defense. We've never had that edge, that, that one level to us. It was always kind of like you could only toe the line. You couldn't really get even close to it. Like you need a little bit more aggressiveness. And it seems like with yes. this new defense, like that's something that, I hope we start to see because deep like football is a barbaric sport. Like we're trying yep. to make it as safe as we can, but at the end of the day, it is a very barbaric sport. And on defense, you need that nasty. So I'm hoping that we see that, that come out with this group. Yeah. If you, if, if you haven't seen the clip on Twitter yeah, or on YouTube, good. go ahead and watch it. It's 90 seconds of just like pure energy and like aggressiveness. And they also, I was, I was excited that, they, they've clearly like overhauled the defensive staff, right? So Halfley's bringing his D, D line coach from Boston College. I'm going to butcher this name. If you're listening, I'm sure you are. I'm really glad you're taking the first stab at this. <laughs> <I'm> really, <laughs> I apologize for mispronouncing this, but it's um, uh, what's his first name? Is it Larry? Larry? Or um, say Larry? Jesus. <laughs> Is it Larry? Ogunbasi? Ogunbasi. Yes. So Vince. he's, he's Vince, Vince Ogan I love I love a D line coach. That's a big dude. Like if you yeah. if you look him up online, like he's he looks like a D lineman. Like that's great. Uh, he's re- he's replacing Jerry Montgomery, who's I think Jerry Montgomery was the longest tenured Packers position coach. That, I believe that very well could be. Yeah. yeah. Now 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 he's going to the Patriots. So they like initially the report was what, like they were hiring Halfley and there was that report that said they might keep most of the staff that clearly has turned out not to be true. Um, they've pretty much replaced everyone. Um, so we've got new defensive coordinator, new D line coach, new passing game coordinator. Like they are, they're clearly looking to overhaul what needed to be overhauled. So that is encouraging. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Gives me a lot of, like I said, a lot of hope now for the future. The, the future is bright for the Packers on the field, off the field, once the octagon is is instated. Uh, <laughs> we'll see you guys in the octagon this season. <laughs> um, okay, to kind of to kind of wrap it up. Um, or I'm sorry, Camille, did you have did you have one uh, like a, a CEO suggest like something like off the wall that you would you would institute if you were running if you were running the team. Mine isn't super off the wall. All I would do, I like when Wisconsin links things together. Like I enjoy having local businesses and all that. And with the title town district, like I would do more mm-hmm. to get like different restaurants and businesses from the area and try to get more concessions. Like so like local, like something about that has always been super appealing to me. Like mm-hmm. if I go to a, a Packers game or a Bucks game or a Brewers game, I think Spotted Cow should be on every single menu because there, it's something yes, you don't get here. Like yes. things that are uniquely Wisconsin. Like I think all the pro teams should try to hype up anything Wisconsin as much as they can. So that's not really off the wall. It's just something like 
I, I want that. And I also love when all the professional sport teams are supporting each other and it's the overlap, like mm-hmm. facilitate more of that. Like, I love that. Yeah. I want to, I want a Giannis smoothie at all Wisconsin sporting events. <laughs> Absolutely. There should right? be a 34 smoothie. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Um, I mean, like here in Detroit, like it's it's not it's not local to Michigan anymore. But Little Caesars is headquartered uh, here, and so you have well, you have Little Caesars Arena, obviously. But like the official pizza of the NFL, it's yeah, it is the official pizza now. Um, and Packaday founder Andy Herman's favorite pizza. That's mm. that's less of an endorsement. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So what that tells me is that the Packers and Wisconsin sports teams should try to get like a Rocky Rococo's pizza deal or something. Yeah, like that. there we go. So that's, there we you, go. Yeah, you got to get the, the pizza. It's like you go if you go to Ford Field, you have uh, well, it used to be Hungry Howie's, which is another Michigan uh, based pizza chain. Okay, and now yeah. they've switched it over to Little Caesars, and but you can go to like a Big Boy. They have a Buddy's Pizza, which is another a big local um, Detroit pizza place. There's like there's one other one that I'm I'm completely blanking on, but like it's yeah, it's like what you're talking about, Monty. Is like there's a lot of there's a, a ton of like the local places that everyone thinks of when they think of being in Detroit or being in Michigan. It's in Ford Field, you know. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to see more of that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so to to put a ball on the episode, uh, we're looking ahead to the Super Bowl a couple days away. Yeah, there's a game this weekend. Um, <laughs> there is a game. There's a game. Did you guys watch any of the Pro Bowl stuff? No. Uh, okay, no. I will admit, I did watch the like the flag football, which is like was that, was that the main game? Yep. The, the flag. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I I wasn't a big fan of the flag football, but the in between stuff was great. Like the tug of war, like the like all those like little kind of like team mini games were really fun. And like I think they're they're embracing that no one cares about the Pro Bowl, and it's fun to see like these multi-million dollar athletes like have these fun like summer camp kids games and like enjoying that right like okay see oh now we need more summer we need like hot dog eating contests uh, <laughs> there we go i love that see the yeah. egg on the spoon <laughs> i want to i, I want to see uh, i want to see a defensive lineman hot dog eating contest <laughs> 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 um so so uh, super bowl coming up Want to look at some fun, uh, weird prop bets uh, for the Super Bowl? This one, I, I, read, I read an article in Deadspin that compiled uh, several of them, and the very mm-hmm. first one at the top, which is poor, poor article writing by Deadspin, because you should really save the the really good stuff for the end of the article. Sam Darnold to win Super Bowl MVP <laughs> is is going off at plus twenty thousand. <laughs> so wait, that means if you put a hundred down. I you think win, if you put a hundred down, you, you win two hundred, two, gr- two grand, two grand, or, twenty thousand, or is it? I think okay. It's 20, so is it, I forget is it, yeah, how. So you I, put a hundred down, you win twenty thousand. I think yeah, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> and that's worth it, right? Like, I mean, that's worth it. it <laughs> it's a throw. It's a throwaway of a hundred dollars, but if you hit on that. You're gonna tell. I, I mean, all it takes, all it takes is like you don't. Brock Purdy doesn't ha- even have to be injured. He just has yeah. to play like a twenty five percent worse in the first half than he right. did against yeah. and get the benched. Lions. <laughs> and get benched. And or they the throw Packers. Sam Darnold in there. Yeah, and he leads this amazing comeback. <laughs> That's all you need. 
It's might as well just throw five dollars at it. You can well, yeah. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Um, did you guys have any any other ones that you found her? I like the I like the uh, first touchdown score jersey number odd or even. I think Ooh, that's pretty cool. I've never seen like, that one before. I like that. Yeah, that's that that's one of the bets. Uh, I don't like. I, and I feel like that's a coin flip, right? I mean, like that—that that sure. feels like you got good, you got good odds, just like you're betting on the the coin toss at the beginning of the game. Yeah, um, that one's good. And then the other one, I'm I will I'll probably put like a small amount, like 10, 20 bucks on his first accepted penalty will be against either the 49ers or the Chiefs. That's a good one too. That is yeah. a good one. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. I love doing those. I love doing those little prop bets on the Super yeah. Bowl of just like first this, first that, yeah. will there be a safety kind of thing? There's no thought behind it. You're not like, hmm, no. who right. will have the first penalty? Like, you don't care. You don't you're, know. you're just going to pick yeah. a team. Yeah, you're just going to pick yeah. a team. It'll probably be on the opening kickoff. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I saw um, two. Yo, yeah. I thought too. One was just total yards gained on the first play over okay. under 3.5. And I was like, that's just an interest because you don't know who's going to get the ball first. You don't know how it's yeah, going to true. Wait, so, first play, like not the kickoff? First play, oh, not the kickoff. First play from scrimmage. Okay, first play, first from, play scrimmage. from scrimmage. Over okay. under 3.5 yards. And then I laughed. It was one about the Drake curse. And it's like, what team apparel oh. will Drake oh. yeah. on Super Bowl Sunday? I feel uh, like Drake's going to show up for the Chiefs. I feel like that looks like that's the favorite because he got Chiefs at uh, minus 170 and then the 49ers. Yeah, because like Ta- Taylor Swift is really, like in the Chiefs' sphere. Right. Drake tries to jump on whatever's popular. <laughs> like he'll, he'll, be a, he'll be rooting for the Chiefs <laughs> this weekend. Of course. And um, that might mean the Chiefs lose because whoever Drake tends to attach himself yeah, he does, to. He, he, has a, he, he is a real curse. Like, yeah, that's a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I I saw one that either kicker hits the uprights or crossbar on a missed field goal or extra point was only plus four hundred. Really? That's yeah. That's well, the four, the Niners have a rookie kicker, right? Yeah, which he actually he's actually he did worse than than Ander, Carl, Anders Carlson. Yeah, he yeah. was worse than Anders this year. Yeah, and then the Chiefs kicker it, is it Butker? He, Butker. Okay. Yeah. He's pretty he's, good. He's pretty He's good. more consistent. He's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. And then I saw a whole bunch here of Usher halftime appearance oh. prop bets. Lil John. So um if he does, yeah, if he's if he has, if yeah. he's doing yeah. 
He yeah, has to bring Phil Johnson's got to be coming out, right? They've, they've actually so like you know you can bet on like what songs that he'll play, mm-hmm. and yeah, is currently listed at minus one hundred thousand. Yeah, there's, <laughs> and there's actually, no way he's not playing that. There's they've you can't you have to yeah there's no way that Listen. formed that formed my middle school high school experience <laughs> at yeah Texas. yeah it was high school for me like my freshman year and yeah. i have heard that song enough times where i never have to hear it again Let's see. Like, that's Let's one that i'm like when i hear yeah start i'm like turn it off and yeah, i love you know uh, let me see what year did this come out 2004 yeah that I was that was my senior year that was my senior yeah. year yeah i'm really um, <laughs> oh, but so like year for me. On, so we're not we're not far but we're not, we're not far behind <laughs> oh yeah okay well that's good to know 2004 i was in seventh grade so <laughs> okay Dan. all right well we're gonna end the show now so <laughs> <laughs> they've actually on FanDuel they pulled ludicrous and little john off the board like you can't oh. even bet okay on, so they're they're that they're thing. guaranteed to show okay um Alicia Keys is the odds-on favorite of really? the many names um, with my, my boo. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and then uh, there is a um, there is a plus 550 option if you think Taylor Swift is going to join him. Oh, no. Time. She's not going to. She's not. <laughs> yeah, is it, isn't she going to like, isn't it going to be close for her to even like make the game? Like she's going to be there. So. Yeah, but it's, she's going to be like cutting it close, right? Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't yeah, do that. She's not going to perform. Um, and then uh, Justin Justin Bieber at negative two fi- or uh, minus two fifteen. Um, Post Malone minus four forty. Well, is, he's already and, isn't he already confirmed to play like or to like to perform? Oh, is he? Wasn't that like one of the leaks where like they leaked like a screenshot and it said like. Oh. Reba was the it said like Reba was the national anthem. She's the national anthem. And then like Post Malone was listed with Usher. Oh her. Post Post Malone is doing America the Beautiful. Oh, okay. okay Fascinating. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> to go from here's Post that's... Malone leading us into Reba McIntyre, everybody. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Okay. I, I mean I'm I I'm I'm for it. Whatever. I'm, two people who two people who sh- truly represent the melting pot of, of American <laughs> America, culture. Yeah. <laughs> um but actually uh some uh, Nicki Minaj is um no, nah, she's not performing. Yeah, I don't think she's gonna. She's like, she's mired in all this controversy right she's now. Got, she's yeah, way not too much per- with with Megan. Yeah, Stallion, she's yeah. not performing at the Super Bowl. Sorry, yeah. Barb's. <laughs> I should, we we got to predict it, right? We got to predict the game. That's yeah. Let's 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 finish off with that game predictions, guys. What do we think? Um. All right. So I was we we talked about this last week, but we didn't get to record the post the episode. We were we were rooting for the Niners last week. I'm glad they beat the Lions. I'm mm-hmm. greatly looking forward to the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. I'm a Patrick Mahomes fan. I love Andy Reid. Um, I appreciate greatness. So, like, when everyone was hating the Patriots, mm-hmm. I still liked them. I like the Chiefs now. Everyone's starting to hate them. Like, it's very hard to do what they're doing. They're the underdog, believe it or not, despite what 49ers fans will tell you on, on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... I'm I'm rooting for the Chiefs in this one. I think they will win. They've got the better quarterback. We've all agreed the 49ers arguably should have lost their two playoff games at home. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going Chiefs 
26 Niners 20 in this game. 26 20? Is that what you yeah. said? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Camille? I'm also going Chiefs in this one. If I do a score prediction, let's go. Let's be strange. Let's do like a 30. Score gummy. I, I was thinking gummy. about trying to figure out what it's like. 30 score gummy. <laughs> uh, no, I'm going to say 30 to, let's say 30 24. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think that's right. That's sort of right about where I am because I feel like this is going to be a game almost similar to the Packers 49ers game where the chiefs will come out strong. Uh-huh. I think the 49ers will have a bit of a research, like a, a, a surge in the second half. And I might even say like, it becomes like a Patrick Mahomes does what Jordan love couldn't finish is that the 49ers maybe take a lead late somehow. Okay. And Patrick Mahomes has three, two minutes or whatever to go down needs a touchdown to win the game and is able to pull it off. And because there is no God and there is only <laughs> just a macabre universe that laughs at Packers fans, it will be a touchdown to MVS to win. There we go. Hey, <laughs> playoff MVS is one of the best receivers. He's in a the different NFL. guy. He's so good He's in the playoffs player. with the Chiefs. NFL Jimmy Butler. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, and we're at the point now, right? Like, how do you how do you pick against Patrick Mahomes swear, in the playoffs? Yeah. Like right. he's at the Brady point now. Like you're not going to pick him to lose. Like it's just it, it's foolish to do it. Like if they lose in the playoffs, you're like, whoa, that was shocking because yeah. that's that's just how he's, he's been. He's had Flips he's had switch. dominant performances. He's had to come back and win games. He's done everything. He's had to pull no. off miracle stuff. He's now yeah. done it on the road. Like. Yep. What more do you need to see? Yeah, for real. If it, and if he if he wins this, this will be his third Super Bowl and win in four appearances mm-hmm. since 2018. Like he could retire after this game and walk in to the Hall of Fame if they oh, want. Absolutely. Like I think he could do it anyway. But if they win, it's a shoe in. Like already, he could retire and be a Hall of Famer. Absolutely. Though. It's special. Like we're 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 witnessing. Like it's crazy that we've seen Brady's entire career and now we're seeing Mahomes' entire career like essentially back to back. Brady's the only one that has beaten him. Like right. he would have he would have what four five well, rings? Brady, four Brady's rings. defense is the only one that's ever beaten. Yeah. Like he, <laughs> he, he he would have four rings already because the, the yeah. Patriots beat them, the Chiefs mm-hmm. in the playoffs, and the Bucks beat them in the Super Bowl. So like you could be talking about he'd have four Super Bowls by twenty eight, which is insane. I, it just it's it's <laughs> it, it truly is. I hope like people kind of feel view it the way that you do, Monte. In that like, this is something really special that the Chiefs yeah, are, appreci- are doing. Yeah, you you should appreciate it. And and it's and football and sports are just a lot more fun when you can appreciate it. Yeah, and and not just hate on it the whole. You time. can be jealous. Like I I am jealous. Don't get me wrong, but oh, I'm not. Rooting- oh my god. Yeah, I'm not rooting against them because they're good. I'm like, this is awesome. Like, I it doesn't affect the Packers. Like the chief that the Chiefs are this good. Mm-hmm. Like, you should just appreciate it. Yeah, you know, what I think the difference is is that it's Andy Reid. Andy Reid is so much more lovable and squishy and cuddly than, <laughs> than Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. 
that, that's, I mean, that's I mean Bill's pretty squishy. He just doesn't have the mustache. <laughs> not as lovable. <laughs> no, doesn't get that vibe. That's true. He's not, no. His dog was more lovable during the draft. <laughs> Sitting at the kitchen table. That was that's as that's as lovable as Bill Belichick has gotten. Yeah, he was awfully serious. So <laughs> did. that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that was guys. That was a heck of a lot of fun. Um, it's going to be a shame when Andy cans this episode too and doesn't let it <laughs> let it come out and tur- turns the episode over to another Ross Edlum, uh draft breakdown. <laughs> um, but this is a lot of fun, guys. I'm looking forward to the rest of the season with you. Um, real quick before we head out of here, uh, Monty Camille, do you want to let people know where they can uh, can follow you out in the socials? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter. I am at Ferd Turgeson, F-E-R-D underscore T-U-R-G-S-O-N. And I am on Fridays um, on Game on Wisconsin with Aaron Alice for Last Call Lambo. We do not have an episode coming out this week, but we will be back next week after the Super Bowl for a Super Bowl recap. Yeah. Cool. And for myself, you can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at Camille Monet, C-A-M-I-L-L-E-M-O-N-A-E. And if you're looking for my sports takes, you can catch me weekly on the Technical File Podcast. That's T-E-C-K-N-I-C-A-L, a weekly podcast where we cover uh, NFL, NBA and pro wrestling news uh, once a week, every Tuesday. And then uh, Monday through Friday, you can catch me on Lockdown Bucks, slinging all these Milwaukee Bucks takes. <laughs> how, how was the trade deadline? How Underwhelming for me. But, yeah, it, uh, it, it it was not really that exciting this year. And like you're talking about like the league in general, right? Like both or just the both. Both. Yeah. Both. Yeah. Yeah. I think the biggest thing for the Celtics was they got uh whoever that was from the Sixers. I can't remember his name, but it was like, oh, that's the that's the big move. Good job. Um yeah, you don't see it anymore. There's no there's no more big blockbuster trades at the no. deadline. Bring it back. We'll talk about that next week's episode is how to improve the NBA. There we, <laughs> we fixed we fixed the Packers and we fixed the Pro Bowl and we're moving on to the NBA next week. <laughs> um, you can find me uh, on Twitter at DK all the way. Um, a lot more content coming out with uh, in between media, specifically around the entertainment world. I just put up an article um, about uh, Oscar uh, winning odds like for who who's odds on to win each of the awards. And I brought my picks out there as well. So there's a lot more, uh, some a little bit more of the off season, um, non-football related stuff out there if you're interested, but, uh, we will be back here doing football things in parentheses era in quotation marks, um, every Friday throughout the rest of the draft season. So make sure that you are subscribed. You are following us, uh, everywhere on the socials at pack a day podcast, on the YouTube side as well, Andy Herman's um, YouTube content that he's a madman and puts out every single every single day as well. Um, so uh, appreciate you listening, everybody. We'll see you again next Friday. And as always, go pack go, go pack go, go pack go. go, pack, go.